Alright, here we go. Recording on all cylinders. So how's everyone doing? It's panic attack with Big John. Just sitting here. Thought I wanted to talk a lot a little bit. Follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Make sure you do the like, subscribe, and share thing. Leave a commentary if you'd like. So, I'm going to run through a couple quick headlines, and then I want to look and think about this mysterious man running for Pennsylvania Senate, John Fetterman. Uh, might have to do another quick Google search. So far, he, as far as I know, this is... The guy that's running against Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz, in Pennsylvania. Um, and not a lot's known about John Fetterman, but there's a lot to know about John Fetterman. And the Associated Press recently looked at his schedule, took a deep look into his lieutenant governor's schedule and found not nothing <laughs> found out he doesn't do very much work but I was kind of playing with this idea of doing a podcast on who is John Fetterman I think he's I think he's part part of this deep state I think he's a lackey. We'll get into all that later. The attacks on Herschel Walker continue. Uh, Bloomberg News, Bloomberg News, started by the uh, the liberal super nut Michael Bloomberg. Is he liberal or mo- moderate Republican? Whatever it is, he's a dipshit. So, but you know what? What angle this is coming from? So the headline says Herschel Walker's Senate campaign in disarray after firing, comma abortion report. So, the sub-headline, Georgia official says GOP has squandered Senate opportunity. And then, sub-sub-headline, woman tells of second abortion request, political aid fired. So, Herschel Walker's Georgia Senate campaign plunged deeper into turmoil Friday with the firing of his political director... 
and an accusation uh, that he asked a woman to have a second abortion, imperiling Republican efforts to recover a vaunted seat and majority in the upper chamber. The cascade of disruptions illustrated the extraordinary public airing of dismay in Walker's candidacy outlined by Georgia Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan. In an opinion column published Thursday by CNN, the Republican Party has only itself to blame for betting on Walker as its choice to unseat incumbent Democrat Raphael Warnock in the long-regarded GOP bastion. So, first of all, let's take that last sentence apart. The, the In a state long regarded as a GOP bastion, yeah, Republicans have held this state for a long time. You had the post-election post-2020 election runoff for the two Georgia Senate seats. Two seats Republicans should have kept, but with all the accusations and controversies of uh, ballot harvesting and problems in the state of Georgia, the the controversy around the counting and all this stuff all over the country. And you had different people supposedly working for Trump. Saying, don't go out and vote, your vote's just going to be stolen anyway. You had other people uh, from Holly Weird dumping millions into these Senate races. Telling people to move to Georgia for a month so they can register to vote. Uh, all of that going on. And it was just a total cluster screw. And both the Republicans ended up losing their races. Uh, should not have happened. Trump should have been there to get his people out for those two Republicans. And try as he might, he just didn't didn't get us across the finish line. I don't think he tried hard enough. He was trying too hard to hang on to the presidency. But that doesn't matter. What I'm looking at here is, okay, Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, uh, Trump helped get him and his... Uh, governor down there in Georgia over the finish line a few years ago. Uh, then there was a falling out because the the governor and the secretary of state and so on and so forth didn't come through with overturning the vote in Georgia and different things like that. All that aside, this Duncan is an anti-Trump Republican. The reason CNN published this column where Duncan basically slams Herschel Walker, 
calls it a squandered opportunity is because Duncan is establishment GOP. Good old boy Mitch McConnell type GOP. And uh, basically an anti-Trumper. They used Trump's coattails to get where they needed and then they were done. Right now the governor of Georgia did defeat the MAGA candidate in the primary because he's, he's well liked in Georgia. Let's just call it like it is. Georgians like him. The Georgians, Georgia residents, I don't know if they're called Georgians, Georgia residents also really like Herschel Walker. And when I look at the polling in this race on real clear politics, Walker versus Warnock, the real clear politics average of polls has Warnock ahead by 3.8%. The last polling that was done in this race was on uh, 10-4, October 4th. So it's October 8th today. And this was done by Insider Advantage. It had Warnock plus 3. Uh, some polls have him as high as plus 12. Uh, that was like a local news channel. It looks like WXIA slash SUSA. Um, what's this? DFP. That was DFP polling. They have it at a tie. And then a couple others have Warnock at plus 2 data for progress okay so they have it at a tie data for progress oh crap I lost my real clear politics so this is where we're at in this race 86 million dollars from California Democrats have been put into this race this guy, Warnock, <laughs> I don't know when the hell he lived in California. <laughs> Bless me. <laughs> I don't know when he lived in California or why California... Uh, elites are so enamored with this race other than it's uh, another shot against a MAGA candidate Um, and they could also be influencing the Pennsylvania race because it's another shot at a MAGA candidate so with Walker after all of this coming out, all this uh, not legally, technically slander, but in my opinion, slander, if he's within a five-point margin, I say he's going to win by one or two percentage points. 
that's kind of the margin right now in this election in this day and age where frankly people that support Trump that support MAGA candidates um, are basically in hiding from uh, pollsters from political adversaries because there are threats of violence against us just be freaking, you know, be frank about it. But if Walker's only behind 3.8% after $84 million has been thrown against him, and now all these crazy allegations, I say he's going to win. That's just my gut feeling. Uh, let's see here. This the <laughs> Mayor Adams of New York has declared a state of emergency. Adams stepped up calls for state and federal aid as the number of people in city shelters topped 61,000. So New York faces record homelessness as mayor declares migrant crisis. Now, when I clicked on this, it said mayor declares state of an emergency. But he, he's declaring a migrant crisis. And I'm sitting there going, you say he's been in a crisis for, like, years, and you're partying it up with the, the elites? This mayor, Eric Adams, was a former police officer former uh, borough what do they call it? mayor of one of the boroughs or something like that and stepped up to be mayor of the whole city but he was supposed to make the police stronger supposed to get tougher on crime and all we've seen him do is wine and dine um New York was one of the first ones to cut their police budget and take officers off the streets and uh, really what they did was move money from the payroll budget over to the training budget and they wanted to train officers to be more sensitive more kind use de-escalation instead of arrest uh, things like that that uh, don't work while you have ridiculous crime and homelessness in New York. And of course, the galactically stupid like AOC, this was not enough. Her infamous quote was, when we said defund the police, we meant defund, not just cut their budget by... 10 million dollars. I think it was 10 billion dollars. 
actually. New York has an insane police budget because they're a huge city, millions of residents. But he called for state and federal funding to help pay for housing and services and urged the federal government to allow newly arrived asylum seekers to work legally and slow the northward flow of migrants from the border. But Eric Allen, you say, and your predecessor said, we're a sanctuary city. The Statue of Liberty says, give us your tired, your weak, your huddled masses. What the hell? All right. But New York's been in a crisis for the previously mentioned reasons. Cuts to the police. Uh, catch and, or not catch and release. Um, they took away bail, cash bail bonds and things like that and so it's the old story criminals come in they get or they get arrested they get booked and they're back out on the street before the ink dries uh, as the cop is writing up their report so from newsbusters.org uh, this is actually a report that CNN played but they're talking about the quote, a huge drop. CNN reports on black voters running away from Democrats. Well, you know what? After 50, 70 years, they're getting tired of being a token of the Democrat Party. They're tired of the lies like the great society and thereafter they see through things they see that the democrats aren't improving their communities um you know there's a there was a viral video on it might have been tiktok but i picked it up on instagram there's a, a black dude in one of the hurricane-ravaged cities in Florida. And, of course, there's a breakdown in the supply chain. That word supply chain is becoming ever and ever more popular here in the United States. But uh, there's a, a black guy that says, you know, old black dude, I voted Democrat my whole life, but I'm voting DeSantis. And he's like dropping the MF bombs. <laughs> and he's like, I'm voting DeSantis because we got gas here. We, ain't no, I don't care if anybody else has gas. We got gas. I'm voting DeSantis. And his buddy's standing next to him, you know, and they're laughing because they're voting DeSantis after being lifelong Democrats. Because DeSantis solved the supply chain problem. And I think other blacks have realized that, hey, we're just token of the Democrat Party, a feather in the cap, if you will. And they're fed up with it. They're fed up with empty promises. If the media would have reported on half of what Trump did the you know pardoning uh 
people that had been put in jail for trumped up charges, no pun intended, fake charges, uh, minor crimes, but given excessive sentences under the Joe Biden written crime bill, uh, if the things like, you know, the, the most money any president ever gave to historically black universities and doing it for 10 years and st- so they don't have to come back and beg every year. Uh, the opportunity zones in predominantly minority communities. You know, Tim Scott and Cory Booker worked with Donald Trump on that. And you never heard it in the mainstream media. You had to be a Trumper to know these things. But a lot of people are just saying, look, the Democrat Party has gone so far off this deep end of socialism and bigger government and this environmentalism and it's hurting me at the grocery store, at the gas pump, my rent, my utilities, all these things. They're like, screw the Democrats. We had jobs, we had a good economy under Trump, blah, blah, blah. And they're just, they're, they're, they're waking up. It's an awakening. There's no other way to say it. So, let's glance here at John Fetterman. See if we can figure out who this guy is. Let's take a break. And we'll come back and talk about this. Alright, coming back at you. Okay. I had to Google search something real quick. Before we get too far into that song. <laughs> but here's the thing. Alright, John Fetterman. I took some notes from a couple different articles. And I found out I have a, a remote connection to this guy. Not at all, actually. No connection at all. But so this guy, he's kind of mysterious to, to me, anyways. Uh, and he doesn't like to do much other than some small campaign rallies that have, they're about as big as, about as big as, uh, Joe Biden's campaign rallies were about five, 10, 15 people. Uh, he loves to run around in these hooded sweatshirts or hoodies and thing is he went to Harvard you don't get into Harvard unless you're an elite you don't get into Harvard unless you're pretty damn smart and connected somewhere somehow some way 
so how this guy who is running around in Carhartt sweatshirts, hoodies, want to make us believe he's not part of the establishment, not part of the globalist society and all these things. Everything he talks about, he talks about the unions a lot because that's important around Pennsylvania, uh, around Pittsburgh, Philly. And he talks a lot about social programs, bigger government. After he graduated Harvard, he participated in AmeriCorps, which it's like the Peace Corps where you know they send uh, student, college students or recently graduated college kids around the world to help out. And you make a little money and they help you pay back your student loans or they give you money towards college. Uh, in his case, he was already a college grad and he went to work in AmeriCorps but oddly enough, AmeriCorps placed him in his hometown. Braddock, Pennsylvania. He was the mayor there from 2005 to 2019. And when I first got elected to village council, uh, Fetterman, I, I didn't put two and two together until recently. Because I had forgotten about the guy because he didn't return my email. Uh, I thought he was a small town mayor. Uh, and I thought, at the time, I thought Braddock was more similar to the town I lived in, which it's nothing similar. Um, but anyways. His, he built a reputation on restoring this rust belt town with unique little art galleries, uh, programs for the youth in town, restoring old storefronts into coffee shops and little art galleries and little mom and pop shops, which is a, 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 the revitalization idea of a lot of small towns and a lot of cities with... Uh, a downtown, a Main Street USA, so to speak. But here's what I'm figuring out. This guy's kind of a nut. He, he There's just something crazy looking about him. It looks a lot like a skinhead, but I don't, he's not. He's, he's definitely not. He just looks like, because he's got a shaved head. He's got the, the goatee with no mustache. Maybe a little like Satan. I don't know. You, you pick. But keep in mind, the Unabomber also went to Harvard. The Unabomber was part of the uh, government's uh, program MKUltra and the mind control experiments. Specifically something known as the Harvard LSD study. Now, I'm not saying that John Fetterman I'm get a few puffs in here.
Not saying John Fetterman was part of a CIA mind control program. Not saying Harvard fried his brain with LSD. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Some people go into Harvard genius and come out uh, as somebody that should shack up at the wacko basket. All right? You be the judge. Uh, he had a stroke earlier this year. Uh, right before the Democratic uh, primary. He still won the primary, obviously. Don't know why I need to say that, but I did. Uh, he had a stroke earlier, and he has a pacemaker. So he's on the opposite end of the health spectrum from Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz has helped millions of people get their lives back, helped millions of people get healthier through natural means. Not, you know, manufactured drugs, but herbs, uh, proper eating, something I need to do before I have a stroke and get a pacemaker. But this uh, Jonathan Fetterman, John Fetterman, fuck his name, he has quite the slurred speech, which seems to be a thing with the Democrats these days. Biden can't put together his words, Pelosi can't put together her words. Uh, Harris talks in circles. AOC talks out of her ass. <laughs> so, maybe this is what the Democrats like. But he does have quite the uh, stammer and stutter problem. And, and I don't want to ride too much on that because that could have been from his stroke. And obviously, we don't want to make fun of somebody that's uh, not well. But... Maybe that is something to consider when you're voting. Now, here's something that came out today. And this is from the Associated Press. It actually came out October 6th, so two days ago. But it, I saw it today, or yesterday, technically, whatever. Uh, the headline is, Fetterman Records Show light schedule as PA lieutenant governor. Now, as lieutenant governor, my God, this guy looks like Bull from Night Court. Does anybody remember that show from the 80s, Night Court, and they had that giant bald-headed guy, Bull? This guy's like Bull with a goatee. Uh, the reason that just struck me is because the Associated Press has a picture of him Uh in Pennsylvania, the lieutenant governor is the president of their Senate. And as president of the Senate, uh, he holds, uh, well, holds court over the Senate. <laughs> and uh, that could be for the reason for the light lieutenant governor schedule. And honestly, lieutenant governor's don't do a whole hell of a lot. But let's see what the Associated Press found out. 
Because what I'm hearing is there are a lot of empty spaces, nothing scheduled this day on his calendar. And they did a deep dive into this, the Associated Press did. Please don't crash right now, computer. Okay. We're going to have to charge forward with this. So, in his campaign for a crucial Senate seat, Democrat John Fetterman takes credit for reinventing Pennsylvania's lieutenant governor off lieutenant governor's office, transforming it from a political pit stop into a bully pulpit. I don't like that word bully. And he is a loudmouth. And this is what makes me wonder with the whole I look at me, I'm a badass, I wear Carhartt hoodies, I'm tough guy from for the unions. You went to Harvard, dude. But is he going to be in the Senate and be just another loudmouth Democrat on the soapbox trying to bully other senators? I'll just be frank with you. I hate a freaking bully. That's all that there is to it. And that's kind of how he strikes me. Is he's somebody with a big mouth. He's going to try to be tough guy on the Senate floor and all these things, you know. And he's just a nut job. So, all right, let's look here. Records from Fetterman's four years in office, however, offer a different uh, portrait of his time in the $179,000 a year elected job. They show Fetterman typically kept a light schedule and was often absent from state business, including presiding over the Senate. So I was <laughs> trying to give the guy benefit of the doubt and say, well, maybe he didn't do a lot of lieutenant governor stuff, work. He didn't do a lot of lieutenant governing because he was busy running the Senate. <laughs> But here it says he was absent a lot from his work as president of the Senate, uh, which is, okay, it says, which is one of his chief duties. According to an Associated Associated Press review of his daily calendar and attendance records, the the review found that Fetterman's daily schedule was blank during one-third of his work days from January 2019 when he first took office to May of this year. So 33% of the time he was not working. What was he doing? Sitting at home watching cartoons? Reading comic books? Maybe he was busy watching Dr. Oz's TV show and Dr. Phil and uh, any of the other television doctors. I don't know. Uh... (laughs) But he definitely wasn't lieutenant governing 33% of the time. His schedule was blank on work days. So what does this say? Fetterman's whole campaign has been to attack Dr. Oz as a rich guy with a bunch of houses 
and uh, houses outside of the state of Pennsylvania, and so on and so forth. Well, okay, you're in the state of Pennsylvania full time. What are you doing during that time? Let's see if this article tells us. The findings which focus entirely on his tenure before his stroke, so they're not picking on him post-health scare. That's good. Are notable because Fetterman points to his time as lieutenant governor for leading uh, his leading credential in his Senate campaign, and as for a bid for a seat that could swing the Senate majority as it becomes more competitive. Some Democrats privately worry that Fetterman is proving a lackluster candidate losing and losing ground in the campaign. Now, Dr. Oz has been trying to get this guy to debate for a long time. Dr. Oz famously challenged Dr. Fauci to a debate during the COVID crisis. People don't want to debate Dr. Oz. And now Fetterman has put him off and dodged the debates, and they're putting this debate off until October 25th. Fetterman's going to have one debate to shine. And I guarantee you he's not. This is two weeks before the election. The question raised, because uh, I Google searched it, because I want to make sure I was right, that Fetterman has been dodging Oz's request for debates. The question raised in one of those Google articles I just looked up is how many people will have voted by October 25th? Now, this is important. Republicans need to get out and vote during this early voting phase. And people need to do their own candidate research during this early voting phase. Because... If you're going out there and voting for whoever has the best commercials, the most signs, or whatever, you're going to get bamboozled. We can throw off, as far as Republicans go, MAGA candidates, MAGA Republicans. Uh, pardon me, it's nuclear ultra MAGA Republicans. We can throw off the Democrats' fake, their attempt to swing the election at 2 a.m., as they did last time in Pennsylvania. By getting out and getting in this early voting and running up the score, and then the rest of the Republican cavalry comes in on election day and finishes it off. So, again, the old Chicago saying, vote early, vote often. My saying, vote like hell. Get out there and vote and take two, three, ten friends, as many friends as you can with you to the polls. Make sure as many friends of yours as possible are out voting. Okay, whether it's the early voting, the mail-in voting, I suggest go, or go to your board of elections early and vote in person. But early vote. Uh, but make sure you vote on election day if you don't do that 
call your friends and neighbors and get them out to vote. Okay? This is what vote like hell means. We do it peacefully, patriotically, politely. And this is how we win. But this Fetterman guy, something's off here. There's something off about this guy. And I don't know if it's because he didn't return my email or what. But still, there's something off about this guy. Something just don't seem right. So he's not showing up to work. He won't debate. Uh, bless his heart, he's in ill health, so we don't want to be too harsh. But you got one of the smartest men, one of the smartest medical people out there in America. A guy that's going to understand national health care as far as it relates to policy and what it will do to our medical treatment system. He understands virology and viruses. So when the next pandemic comes along, he knows those things. He can be an advocate for natural health and a healthier America. I'm not saying Congress should legislate that, but he could be an advocate for that. So obviously I'm for Mehmet Oz. John Fetterman just... Some, something's off about this guy and I can't put my finger on it and you can't find a lot of information about him because other than putting some art galleries and coffee shops on Main Street in a Pittsburgh suburb he really hasn't had that, that shining of a political career but he, he seems like a loud mouth and a bully and he wants to be known as a bully yeah, I don't think that's a good fit for the United States right now. So, God bless you all. Pray for one another. Remember to love somebody today and be the reason somebody feels loved. Till next time, it's Panic Attack with Big John. Nanu, Nanu. We'll see you next time.